From American Falls to Milan, we've got the biggest stories in District 5 covered. This is the Southeast Idaho PrepCast with Jordan K. That's right. Welcome in to uh, the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything in Districts 5 and 6 in the state of Idaho. It's been a while since we've heard from Jordan Kay uh, at the Idaho State Journal in Pocatello. Jordan, what's going on? Not much. Just, uh, you know, coming back from a you know a nice little Christmas vacation. And then you come to uh, Pocatello where there's apparently like two feet of snow. And so that's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, it's been nuts. I've been uh, shoveling way too much. It's been Ooh. not fun. <laughs> just been skidding around the roads in my uh, crappy Honda Civic. Yeah, boy, that's that's a poor uh, choice of vehicle for this time. <laughs> I'm realizing that day after day. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so uh, our our listeners or viewers, again, you can watch this video on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. You can listen audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. It's also been a while since they've heard from me. Uh, I have been out sick. Uh, Omicron got me. I got the uh, Omicron variant of COVID nineteen, and I was out for about ten days, Jordan. So it's actually been a while since we've done one of these podcasts. Wow. I'm glad I could, uh, you know, be part of your comeback tour from COVID. That's great. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the reason I wanted to bring you on is because uh, we obviously talked every week during football season yeah. and, and our audience uh, really enjoys your work. And uh, we, I mean, we're getting comments um, on our YouTube channel from people wow. just commenting about articles that you've written for the Idaho State Journal in your time. But that time is uh, rapidly coming to an end, Jordan. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I got a job covering uh, Boise State over in Boise for the Idaho Press. So I'll be in uh, Pocatello for another couple weeks and then moving, I guess, what is that, west? Um, yeah, and doing that. So it'll be, a, it'll be a, you know, cool change, but, you know, it's weird. Like, I didn't think when I was, like, coming to Pocatello that it'd be, you know, so hard to leave. And then you're like, crap, kind of, it's kind of awesome here. And so I've, you know enjoyed my time here more than I ever thought I would. And the people you get to meet, all the coaches, the parents, the players, everyone, you know, you guys, every, like, it, it's been so fun. And I've loved, you know, interacting with people through this and, you know, articles and on Twitter, especially. Um, yeah, it's been a blast here. And, you know, I'll probably end up coming back, you know, once a month or something like that, just because it's, you know, so fun. Yeah, definitely. So, so we're uh, we're very excited for you. You're going to be covering. You're going to be on the Boise State beat for the Idaho yes. Press in Nampa, which is going to be super exciting. I assume yeah. it's for all all sports, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. Um, you know, sometimes it'll be it'll be a little easier than you know, 17 high schools. You can just worry about you know one or two programs. <laughs> it's a little easier than when you got to juggle all these football teams and then basketball starts at the same time. And you're like, Holy cow, this is a lot, but yeah, it's a, uh, it kind of bittersweet. For sure. Uh, when we did our first podcast together, I asked you what your favorite um, article was that you wrote for the Idaho mm-hmm. state journal, or what your favorite topic was. And you said it was when Pocatello high school was undergoing oh, name yeah. change from, from Indians to thunder which is what they are now and, and yeah the conversation you had with Riken echo hawk the, yeah. the great sophomore running back for pocatillo's football team who is of native american descent and yeah so my my question is is that still your favorite or is there is there been something since we last talked that that is 
taking that top spot. Yeah, it's probably that just because like, um, you know, I think it's cool sometimes when you're a um, an outsider. Like I was born in Arizona. I didn't know where Pocatello was until I got the job that you come into a new place and you see things with a different perspective than the people who are constantly here. And so it was, you know, right when I moved here, the big hot button issue in Pocatello was this name change from the Indians to whatever it was going to be at that time. And, you know, I think for so long, it was just, there were two sides of it. And it was just like either people who were outraged or people who agreed with it. So I thought it was kind of interesting, like just coming in, I was like, well, why, why do people, I want to know why people care about it on both sides. Like do, why are people outraged about it? And it's because of the history and things, but then why do people want it changed? And so I think sometimes when you're a new guy in a new place, you can see things from like a more like a 3000 foot view instead of kind of in the middle of it. And that was one of those things where I was like, this is, you know, super interesting to me. Like, well, I want to get to, you know, kind of figure out like, who is this actually impacting? Um, Cause I think a lot of times, like, you know, it doesn't, you know, people don't realize like who, who is impacted by these things right or wrong. And so that was cool. I, there, I mean, there's other stories of just incredible, you know, athletes and people that you meet over the years Uh Canyon Mansfield, who was a wrestler at century had this crazy national story. Cause he, you know, stepped on some thing like a bomb that almost could have killed him and survived and became a state champion. That was pretty cool. Um, Isaiah Harwell, who's a, uh, freshman now at century playing basketball could be like the best kid to ever come from the state and is going to have crazy offers coming to him and to you know talk with his dad ron and him about everything uh was super awesome I'm trying to think some other ones uh getting to go to to dinner with gino mariotti of highland and you know watch Taysom hill with him that was pretty fun uh there's stuff like that i mean there's just super cool people all around here uh that have awesome stories and to be able to like let have them like trust me enough to like, you know, hang out with them for a little bit is pretty cool. Yeah. And a, and a personal favorite of mine was, was from this fall where you talked to James bodily from North Gen oh, yeah. in, in Bancroft who, who was uh, graduated. Um, but despite being a top flight athlete in both basketball and baseball, didn't get a single college offer. And yeah. the, the light you exposed on how tough it is to be recruited from a small school, like North Jam, uh, I thought was really good too. So. Yeah. That's like the most fun thing too, is you go into some of these places that have, you know, I, I went to a high school where I think my graduating class was like 750, like something crazy like that. And then you go to like Bancroft and like, that is my, like my favorite place to watch a game is the coolest environment ever. And to like, you know, do stories on those athletes and, and kids and coaches who like, you know, don't, don't always get the exposure that they deserve. Like that's super cool. And I love that. Like, you know, talking with James and Bridger Hatch over there and, you know, all those kids, it's, I mean, a blast, you know, some of the guys at Rockland are absolute studs and should be going places like, you know, the West side, you know, Bryler shirtlifts going to Idaho state. Like that kid's incredible. Like if he was at, you know, a five, a school or something, you know, he might have more offers and stuff like that. And, Sometimes it's just, yeah, giving the, those kids exposure, which is uh, a cool part of my job. Definitely. Speaking of Bryler Shirtliff, a big part of your job was also covering Idaho State University, their yes. football team, and uh, their athletics. Um, I did think it was kind of cool. Obviously, Idaho State underwent a coaching change for yeah. football. Uh, Bryler Shirtliff was offered a scholarship by the previous coach, Rob Fantasy. Yeah. And, and right when the coaching change happened, Pauline Theros, the athletic director uh, at Idaho State, 
uh, called up Bryler Shirtliff or maybe face chatted, whatever. Yeah, I think it was like with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all of the recruits that had already been offered scholarships. And she said, hey, despite us bringing in a new coach, we're honoring your scholarships, which yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah. And I mean, it helps too. There was only six of them. So it's easier to do that with like six um, and it'll give the new coach, uh, Charlie Regal, like, you know, some wiggle room in his next class to, to be able to kind of bring in the kids that, you know, he wants for his team, but then also, you know, honor these scholarships of, of kids who probably should be able to make an impact in the next couple of years. Yeah. A recruiting class of six is maybe why Rob Fennessy isn't around anymore, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes, yeah, I think with the transfer portal, I think we'll evaluate how, recruiting classes much differently um, in the next couple of years. I think there's going to be a change in, you know, just your star ranking on recruits. You're going to have to look at transfers and, you know, other guys, especially two, because there's two signing periods. And yeah, I think that'll shift a lot in the next couple of years. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that'll be something as you go to Boise state, yes. you'll definitely get more immersed in, in the transfer portal for sure. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. Yeah. The last time we talked was, at the end of football season, yeah, there's been about a month of, of uh, winter sports in between. What what have what have you seen? What what have you been out covering uh, in the month of December? Um, a couple boys basketball games. I left about a couple days before Christmas. Um, so a couple boys basketball games, and then um, the coaches will text us all their scores and stuff. So I've been keeping up with that. But um, I think it's you know there's a couple really interesting you know storylines. I guess you know. On the girl side, it's going to be interesting to see if anyone can dethrone Blackfoot in 4A. I mean, they're, they're still undefeated and got uh, Hadley Humphreys, who was our all-area player of the year last year. Come, You know, she's just killing it still, and they've got a stacked team. Um, then you look at Pocatello, who I think had like two or three wins last year, already has like six or seven. So, you know, they that's kind of a wide-open uh you know, conference right now with Pocatello, Preston, and Century. So, you know, maybe they can make a run to state. Uh, you look kind of further down and, you know, a lot of those three, eight teams are still going uh, super strong. I know, you know, like snake river um, lost, I think it was uh, Josie Stedman last year, but, you know, return a pretty experienced team. They're really fun to watch. And then you kind of get down a little lower and like Rockland, I think they finished runner up last year or uh, they, they took third, third. Yeah. But I mean, they brought back their two best players in, I think it was Kearsley Boyer and Ember Farr. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, they're going to be right up there again in the mix. I, those two are both seniors now. So, you know, they have girls who have been to state, have won state, and then, you know, have kind of finished, gone deep in it. So I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of chances for, uh, you know, on the girls' side. A couple, you know, teams make real deep runs in state. And then you look on the boys' side, and, I mean, we see it, we've said it the last couple of years, but that 4A District 5, with Century, Preston, and Pocatello, the fact that only one of them is going to make it out again is just ridiculous. It's going to be a bloodbath in conference play. Um, I think every year, the last two years, I've talked to Tyler Jones, the Preston coach, who is very, uh, will tell me, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a, a down year for us. I don't know how we're going to do. And then they come out like, you know, gangbusters and they're just winning everyone. They beat Bishop Kelly early in the year kind of asserted themselves as another, you know, state title contender after finishing runner up last year. Then you got Century who I I didn't know what they were going to do losing um, uh, you know, a couple kids last year like uh who was it? Um uh Emmett Emmett Holt. I mean Emmett Holt, yes, who was their it, leading scorer and Titan Fleischman. 
and and Eli Williams and oh Mantea yeah that's and, right I forgot yep yep and dude, then they, you bring in Isaiah Harwell and you've got a couple other kids who have been stepping up like Bruin Fleischman I think there's a, a there's a kid I think Jordan Hill Jordan something sorry if I messed it up um, yeah and they're just kind of they they started off a little slow in the year and have really come on and then Pocatello with Julian Bowie Ryan Payne. Uh, a couple other kids. I mean, they're <laughs> they're looking really good too. So that's going to be pretty crazy. And then you get to the 3A level. Marsh Valley last year was kind of the the Cinderella of the entire state tournament. No one thought they were going to do anything. All of a sudden, they win state. But Snake River always has a good team, um, and they're you know killing it again this year. You go down further, and like you know, Rockland's good again. They've got you know guys who with more size in 1A D2 than pretty much anyone with the the Matthews cousins i think uh tegan west so yes. yeah i mean there's a lot of a lot of good stuff going on right now yeah let's uh let, let's start on the girls side because that's where you started kind of with the broad view picture i yes. think in terms of east idaho blackfoot certainly yeah. has the best chance of of bringing home a state championship yes uh, they're undefeated it kind of looks like Blackfoot and Burley are just on this mm-hmm. collision course. Burley, of course, has Amari Whiting, yes. the Oregon commit. Um, but but Blackfoot, they're they're very well coached. Yes. Um, I'm very impressed with Ramey Odom, the yeah. coach at Blackfoot, former player. Yeah. Uh, been played at the Air Force Academy. Um, I, I, I'm just impressed by the job she's done with that Blackfoot program. Which is crazy because like last year was her first year. And you're always kind of unsure of what a coach is going to bring. And to be able to kind of turn that program around so quickly, um, get everyone to mesh at the right time, and then win state as a you know rookie coach at a new school, I was like, holy cow, this is incredible. And then you look at the roster, and so many of their key starters were underclassmen or not, I mean, not seniors. They were coming back. And so you bring back all that talent, and sometimes you're – it can be a bit of a coin flip of how a team's going to respond after a state title. Um, and the fact that they've just come out looking like they haven't skipped a beat at all undefeated, that's a uh, kind of a testament. Yeah. It's like you're saying how good of a coach uh, Ramey is. Speaking of great coaches, I think the next best team from East Idaho to bring home a state title is Rockland. As yeah. You Vern to Old Vern. He is he's awesome. He's been coaching a long time. Yes. And he he probably has forgotten more about basketball than <laughs> yeah. I will ever know, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. I was uh I came to the journal right uh after, you know, they won the state title. I think that was two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, that team is just kind of built off those those two juniors last year, seniors now and Kearsley and Ember. But yeah, I mean they're sharpshooters, know how to play in the post, and then he's got a really good system that they kind of excel under. Uh, yeah, I thought they were probably close to the favorites to win state or, you know, at least in that conversation. But to get third, bring home a trophy. I mean, that's two trophies in a row for uh, Rockland. So I think they've got a good shot of probably getting another one this year. Yeah, their only loss this year, Rockland, was to Raft River, which is a really good 181 team. Oh, and they yeah. lost. They lost 47 to 39 other otherwise, you know, that it looks like Rocky uh, Rockland and Mackey are kind of on this collision course. Yeah. Um, and they already played once this year and Rockland won that game 44 yeah. to 28 in Mackey. Yeah. I, that district is just so tough. Kind of another one that's, you know, kind of like in boys, the four, a district five, I mean, one AD two for East Idaho. is just loaded every year. It seems like the state champion comes from that conference more times than not. 
Yeah. And uh, North Gem is quietly lurking as well. Five yes. and four overall, but five and two in the conference. They've got Danica Barfus, Barfus who's a yes. yeah, great player yes. um, as well. So third best team that I think from the West or from the uh, from East Idaho that could, that could bring home a trophy is actually a team that's got a sub 500 record right now. And that's Soda Springs. Yeah. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Soda Springs because their record is sub 500. Um, but they've played a really challenging schedule. So Soda is four and six overall, but they're already two and zero in their conference, and they've beaten probably the other top contenders yeah. in their conference, Aberdeen and Westside. I mean, look at these games. They played Preston, Jeez. Ryrie, Sugar Salem, uh, Snake River, Ryrie again, Lapway. They only lost to Lapway by two, and Lapway's the top ranked team in one eighty one. They played Grangeville, so. Yeah. I mean, they made a run to state last year, and I think a lot of people were surprised uh, just because, you know, Bear Lake was uh, also made a, a pretty deep run. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really liked last year what I saw from Soda Springs. And the crazy thing is they have so much height and so much youth. And so that's a team that, you know, despite them losing in state last year, you knew they were going to come back the next two years and kind of have really good teams. You know, I know Zippy Thompson, who is a – I think she's like – 5'10", something like that, very tall, who's a killer volleyball player. And then in basketball season, they put her on the block, and it was rare that they could. there was a girl that could guard her. And so, you know, they have so much length that I think, you know, Wade over there, um, you know, can do so much different things with them. Yeah, Wade uh, Schwanevelt, great yes. coach for, for Soda Springs as well. Um, so so I, I, I like Soda Springs a lot, even though yeah. they've got a sub-500 record. Um, and then, and then I think the next best team that, that could bring home a trophy from East Idaho is probably either Butte County or Grace in the one AD one ranks. Yeah, Pirates are undefeated. They're eleven and zero. Grace, of course, the defending champions, eight and yeah. four. They did lose Manaya Clegg. Yes, to graduation, but they they bring back you know a lot of good talented players, and and that's another team that's really challenged themselves with the schedule. They've played Westside twice. They've played uh, American Falls, which is a three A yeah. school. Um, so, so I, I like, I like Grace and Butte County a lot as well. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, I think last year I was watching Grace and it seemed like their entire team was built off, you know, Mania Clegg, but it's really cool to see how good they're doing this year and to show that, no, there's a plenty of other girls who, you know, are really, really good and can contribute and can, you know, get wins for them. Yep, for sure. Uh, 3A ranks you talked about at Snake River uh, with uh, Coach Stedman. Yes. You know, they're nine and four. They did they did suffer a setback last night. They played Sugar Salem, which is kind of the other big contender from East yeah. Idaho, and they, and they lost 60 to 35. So so I think Sugar Salem has kind of solidified their yes. position as, yeah. as the team to beat yeah. in this part of the state. Um, and, and then at the 4A level, you mentioned it. Pocatello is six and eight. This is the best mark they've had in a couple of seasons. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they stack up with Preston because Preston's eight and five. Yeah. Um, but but Preston's got some good wins. They they beat Middleton, yep. they lost to Blackfoot only by three. Um, they will play for the first time. We're recording this Wednesday, January 5th. They play tonight, Jordan. So that'll be okay. that'll be it. It's in Preston. So we'll see if this Pocatello girls team is ready to take that next step. That'll be that'll be a good one to watch for sure. So I think what's yeah. really surprising to me at the foray is Century has really struggled. 
They're one in 13. Now they lost a lot of talent to graduation. Of course, the diamondbacks got all the way to the championship game last year. Um, yeah. but, but I, I didn't think it was going to be this much of a struggle for century. Yeah. I know they have a really young team and I think they're confident that, you know, you just need to kind of be on the right streak when conference play rolls around. So they've got a lot of youth and I think they actually went for like four or five days to Vegas and we're playing some really tough teams. Um, just kind of almost on a, a regional basis. And so um, that was an interesting thing. They challenged themselves, but yeah, I don't think you can totally write them off yet because, you know, they have talent and it's just so much youth uh, that they got after losing Tenley Smith and Presley Merrill last season. So, you know, if, as long as they can kind of get something to click by the time conference play rolls around, I wouldn't count them out especially in a three-team conference where realistically you only have to win like two games. So <laughs> like nothing, nothing is impossible in a three-team conference. That's right. Well, let's switch over to that conference on the boys' side. We, yes. This is the, the dead horse we continue to beat week in, week out. But, but it, I mean, it's true. On the boys' side at the 4A level in, in District 5, Preston is 9-1, and one, Pocatello is 6-1, and one, Century is 7-3. and three. I think all three of these teams – uh, would finish either first or second in District Six. Hill Hillcrest is obviously very talented, um, but at least would would earn the second spot to state from District Six. I think all three of these teams would easily uh, beat yeah. the second team from District Six. Yeah, no, that's uh, and it's going to be interesting. I think on Thursday, Pocatello plays at Century, or, or Century plays at Pocatello. One of those, um, you know. But the fun thing is, like, this will be the first time in high school that. Uh, you know, Isaiah Harwell from Century and uh, Julian Bowie, a sophomore from Pocatello, match up against each other. And these are two of the best players to come from the state in, in years since guys like, you know, Matt Stuckey at, at Century and uh, Stefan Gonzalez at, at Highland. Um, these are two of the best guys to come who both have offers from, you know, some pretty good schools. I think uh, Isaiah has an offer from, you know, at least Idaho State. I think maybe like Cal Poly, one of those. Uh oh, looks like we lost Jordan. <laughs> Your video froze at a very unfortunate time. <laughs> you with us, Jordan? Yeah, looks like we're. Uh... Can you hear me? Yes, yes. And we lost him again. Okay, big, big picture though. Uh, Century, Isaiah Harwell, great freshman. Julian yes. Bowie, great sophomore. Pocatello. Both of those guys are are studs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and to see Julian kind of, uh, it seemed like he'd taken the next level. <laughs> yeah, we're still having problems with Jordan. I'm gonna kick you out. I'm gonna make you re re-enter, and we'll see if we can. Uh, get his problems fixed on that end um so big games coming up thursday century at pocatello in the pit and preston will have a non-conference game with blackfoot which um you know is probably the second best team in district six i think talent wise blackfoot is another team that you've been able to see this year jordan are you back with us <laughs> not quite okay so blackfoot 
comes in five and three, but Pocatello was already beaten Blackfoot pretty soundly, 56 to 29. So again, this three-team race in District 5 is just going to be insane. So um, that's the 4A. 3A level, Marsh Valley defending champs continue to be the top-ranked team in pretty much every poll you look at. And they, they're another team that, that returns a lot of talent from last year. It seems like there's five billion Howells in the school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, who is it? I think Stanton, Howell, and Carter, Carter I believe, yeah. are, the, are the two that are, are still there. And Bracken, I think, uh, graduated last year. But yeah, no, they bring back a ton of talent. They also got guys like Hunter Roche and Peyton Howe um, and Michael Belknap, who are all football studs and play baseball and incredible there. So, you know, it's kind of, that's the cool thing about Marsh Valley and some of these three, a two, a teams is like, you just go sport to sport and it's the same guys. And it's really cool. You know, um, when you've got stud athletes, you're going to be good at a lot of different sports. And so uh, Marsh Valley is definitely a team that contributes from that. And then, you know, I think this is the same race as last year. Um, Snake river is again, really good. And I know they always are with the, you know, Robert, Coombs as a uh, coach, but you know, they lost a lot of seniors last year and have kind of come back and now are led by Cole Gilbert. Um, and I think they're going to kind of, you know, give Marsha a nice run for their money for the conference. Yeah, I agree. So uh, some snake river fans uh, have kind of told me or, or have told uh, people at idahosports.com. And I, I haven't had a chance to check the math math on this cause I got sick, but, but apparently coach Coombs is, getting very close to 500 career wins. He's been, really? he's been, yes, he's been at snake river a long time as the, the boys basketball coach. He's also the athletic director yes. at snake river high as well. So um, I got, I got to do some, ch- some checking and, and make a phone call over there, but that obviously would be a huge accomplishment for coach Coombs. Yeah. I can't imagine there's too many guys from the state of Idaho with 500 wins. Yeah, that's, I mean, maybe, that's maybe pretty- that list is five guys, 10. I don't know if that. What are the odds that like Snake River has this coaching legend on the football side and Tom Harrison? Yeah. They, they got one on, on the basketball side as well. I guess it's just, uh, you know, when you've got a community like that that supports its programs and, you know, is a good place to live, like people want to stay. And I think that's kind of one of the things that Snake River built is, you know, that community cares about athletics and, when a community cares about athletics, the coaches tend to want to stay there. I think that's one of the things that they've got going for them. Yeah. I mean, so that race will be a lot of fun. And then also the, the last race we'll talk about in boys basketball again, in one AD two that Rocky mountain conference, which is just, yeah. I mean, look, if you look at the standings right now, Rockland is five and zero in the league. Water Springs is six and one North gem and Showban are both four in one Showban. Mm-hmm it's pretty remarkable. They, they suffered their first loss of the season last night to water Springs. This yeah. was a team that when the season started, didn't have a coach. They, they had to <laughs> like, they had to move like their first like week of games to the back end of the schedule so they could get a coach in place. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. I think I, you know, you come came into last or this year being like, I don't know if they had a coach, didn't have an athletic director. It was like, I don't know how they're gonna, like, how are they going to play? Like, do they, you know, who's going to, are they just going to have like just the kids running out there and to see them kind of, you know, despite that come out and have an incredible year has been really cool to see. Um, especially too, cause I know they struggled last season and, you know, um, you know, I think they beat Grace Lutheran earlier in the year and that was kind of the light to me being like, okay, wow. Show bands for real. 
Um, but then you've got Rockland, who's got, you know, Wes and Teague Matthews, who are both on most nights going to be about three inches taller than anyone who's guarding them. You've got North Jim, who's got Brett Yost and Bridger Hatch, who, you know, kind of dominated their football team and now uh, play basketball um, with Tracy Corda, you know, running things for them. They play a real high tempo um, pace, really press a lot. I mean, that's a team that's just get after you. Um, and they have stamina that can kind of, you know, hold that up. And so um, I think the all, a bunch of those are going to compete. And what is it? Is it three that gets in from that conference? I think it's two. Oh, yeah, I think it's two, which is going to be it's going to be Rough. fascinating districts. Yeah. Um, and and then Water Springs up north uh, in Idaho Falls is also very good. Scott Moe is the coach yes. there. He's he's also the athletic director. He runs okay. a great program. Daniel Canfield might be the best overall player in the league. Um, he he's a guard for Water Springs. Gotcha. Their their only loss came to their eight and one overall. Their only loss came to Rockland. They played on December twenty first. And Rockland only won that game 49 to 48. Now the wow. rematch is coming Friday night in Rockland. That's going to be must-see basketball. Holy cow. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And and Rockland's only loss came to Richfield in a non-conference game by five. So mm-hmm. um, the rematch between Rockland and Water Springs this Friday night is going to be, you know, the winner of that might win the conference. We'll have to see. They might, well, they play twice, right? Yeah, so, th- so they already played once. And Rockland one by one. So this is the rematch. And yeah, we'll see. Nice. Either way, a lot of good teams in East Idaho, yes. which uh, yes. again, especially when it comes to basketball, I feel like Boise kind of the Boise Valley says, yeah, we've got the best teams. And yeah. we saw in football this year, it didn't really pan out. No, and I don't think it will for basketball either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think at the top level, um, I would be surprised if a Boise team didn't win 5A. I think Hawaii has proven that, you know, the first year when anyone can transfer in that they just load it up um, and have some of the best players in the state just up and down their roster, especially a bunch that are like freshmen. So um, that's going to be a team that I think is just going to be dominating the state for about the next four or five, 10 years. Um, And then for a level, uh, I think, I'd be kind of surprised if it wasn't an East Idaho team, but you know, it's tough to ever count out like uh, um, Bishop Kelly. So, you know, it, I think it, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting going forward. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, Jordan, what, what are you going to be working on at the Idaho state journal here as you approach the finish line? Do you have any big projects coming up? I got to finish these all area teams. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fell a little bit behind on those. And so that's kind of one of the things before I get out of here as, uh, nail those down and, and make sure we get those out and, and, you know, kind of honor all the kids that deserve it for, uh, you know, the fall sports. Yeah. So that'll be what football, volleyball, soccer. Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll keep an eye out for that in the Idaho state journal and also awesome. online at, uh, idahostatejournal.com. And uh, just because you're moving to Nampa, you know, you won't be a stranger. We'll, we'll still call you from time to time and see what's going on. Yeah, um, I'll be. Yeah, I'll still be in, in Pocatello every uh, every month or so. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. there'll be no, a no. You know, new new opportunity, but, you know, it's only a couple hours away. So it's not the biggest shift in the world. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, it's been really fun having you uh, yes. as part of the not just the Pocatello community, but really East Idaho. You you've given a voice to a lot of players and coaches, and um, 
the people behind the scenes. And that's really what our goal is at IdahoSports.com as yeah. well, is to, to give as much exposure to these high school athletes as we can. And you, along with the Idaho State Journal, have done a tremendous job of that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been so fun, you know, kind of getting to know you, coming on the podcast, interacting with people. Um, you know, some some of these, you know, you don't think about it, but, you know, there's so many fans who are passionate about their high schools and to be able to yeah, give them a voice and give exposure to some kids who, you know, wouldn't otherwise get it is so, so awesome. I'm glad I got to do that. And hopefully, you know, I think that'll continue um, even when I'm gone. Yep, for sure. All right. We'll have a uh, good luck with the move, especially this, yeah, this time of year. Stressful. That can be treacherous. <laughs> yes. I'm not, uh, not looking forward to that. Yeah. And, and uh, of course uh, we'll be looking forward to your coverage of Boise state at the Idaho press as well over yes. in Napa, idahopress.com. Um, you can also read all of his content over there once you, you shift over. So, but we'll yes. keep an eye out for those all area teams. Uh, that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun to recognize those players, especially because, a lot of them don't do all conference teams because the conferences are so small, right? Yeah, or some of them do do all conference, but I don't know. Those are those are rough to to get through. It's like you know when you do have these all these three team conferences in in you know Eastern Idaho. It's like well you know half every kid is you know getting honored, which is cool, but like sometimes it's tough to like sift through those and be like, okay, but who is like the best in East Idaho? Sometimes that's tough with the all conference when there's, you know, you're not choosing from very many people. Um, so I think it's, it's cool to, to recognize people on a, on a grander stage. And, you know, some it's, I think it's really cool too, to see, you know, you get some of these one, a D two and, you know, two uh, a and, and kids like that, who, you know, I think all the five and four a coaches like think, Oh, you know, it should just be, you know, all our teams. I'm like, no, you know, if you go, <laughs> you go watch some of these, you know, teams on the, the lower levels, like there's some studs around there and that are can stack up just as well with, you know, some of your, um, the kids playing at four and four, a five, a. So that's what I like most about the all area is seeing, you know, um, what kids from the lower levels break through. Yeah, can I can I say real quick on that subject? Bridger Hatch got absolutely robbed when it came to the All State football teams. First of all, I thought Bridger Hatch from North Gem, the great quarterback, uh, should should have been the player of the year. I mean, yeah. statistically, nobody came close to matching what he did. Yeah. But then when you look at the the All State team that was selected for one A D two, I mean, he didn't even make. The second team for quarterback, the tie kept from Kendrick was the first team, and Eric Taylor, the the quarterback from Castleford, was the second. What? Now both 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 of those players are good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah Bridger Hatch got robbed, man. That's yeah. a that. I don't know if that's because they had an early exit in state, but yeah, he was he was one of my my the most fun kids I've I've watched when I was in Eastern Idaho. Going to those games in Bancroft with what did I have? Oh my gosh, we went there one time they they make some crazy dish every time it was like four bucks for like peach cobbler i was like this is incredible i love this place i was like chowing down on peach cobbler sitting in a truck bed on the sidelines watching bridger hatch and north gem i was like yep this is the this is the life so that was pretty fun <laughs> yeah no doubt well uh you'll have to make it back to bancroft every once in a I while i might have to yeah it's the only the only place i know where one of the uh, spectators is a horse that sits right outside <laughs> the gates <laughs> so it's uh pretty unique 
Definitely. All right. Well, we'll let you go. I know you've got a lot of work to do here before you uh, transition into the new yes. job. Again, con congratulations on the new Thank job. You. I appreciate that. Your your talent obviously is taking you places uh, as you, you continue to move up the ladder. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Jordan K from the Idaho State Journal, uh, soon to be the Idaho Press. Uh, thank you for joining us again here on the East Idaho Prepcast. Thank you, Brandon. All right. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.